Brother Dan Martin has been a friend for many years, and I uh, love to hear him preach. love it when he has opportunities. Sometimes I tell the evangelists to give me a call when they're passing through, and some will and some won't. He has, and sometimes we've already had somebody or couldn't. But this time it's an honor to have him passing through and preaching for us. He's done revivals for us. He's done special Sundays. Brother Dan's a good preacher. And uh, 24 years now in evangelism. And what I like about evangelists that are seasoned— that's a polite word, uh, is that they know what local churches need and the pastors can trust them not to hurt the flock, but to help the flock. And, and Brother Dan's always been gracious and the Lord's always used him greatly in our pulpit. I appreciate his ministry. I'm glad he's here today. Brother Dan Martin, come preach for us today. God bless you. 
Sure, appreciate it. Amen. All right. Well, good morning. Good to see you all and good to be back. And it's um, been a little while since we've been here. We always look forward to coming. I do want to mention real quick that we do have a, a book table set up, and I will only be here this morning. And so if you want anything, we uh, carry uh, quite a good selection of Bibles and study Bibles and small, smaller Bibles and super giant print for us old people and things like that. And then uh, a lot of devotional materials back there. We've got some new devotional materials, especially for young people and good uh, uh, devotional material for family altar time and things like that. So if you're looking for some of that this year to get the year started out right, we've got that back there. And we'll be back there afterwards. If I would, uh, if if she would, I'd have my wife stand up and uh, wave at everybody. If you would, and thank the Lord for my wife, and uh, praise the Lord that she's uh, be, being able to be here uh, with me uh, today. Also, um, thank the Lord for a new year. Amen. We have another opportunity to be able to serve the Lord, another opportunity to try to get things right that we didn't get right last year. Amen. And uh, I always try to uh, review my life every year and look back and what's happened and what needs to change and all that. And, but uh, this morning I, I prayed much about this and, and uh, wrote some new messages and just feel like this is the direction the Lord would have me to go. So I want you to take your Bible, if you would, and turn to Matthew chapter 11, Matthew chapter 11. And I do pray and I try to be as sensitive as I can to the Holy Spirit about what he wants me to do. And so I believe him that somebody needs this this morning and it just might be you. So I hope you pay attention and, uh, and uh, focus in on this uh, uh, passage of scripture, a very familiar passage of scripture to us and uh, Matthew chapter 11 and uh, uh, verse number 28, it says this, it says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lowly in heart, and ye shall find rest unto your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. Now this is one of the most endearing and comforting passages in the Word of God. In chapter 11 so far, if you go back and look at the entire chapter, uh, it begins with John the Baptist questioning uh, Christ if he really is the Christ, uh, sending his uh, disciples to check that out. Uh, Jesus then upbraiding the cities that re refused to repent and to believe. And, uh, and then a prayer unto the Father. And, and then he puts out this plea to any that will hear it or heed it. And uh, verse number 28 and verse 29 there where he says, come unto me. He says, I will give you rest. He says, you shall find rest unto your souls. Boy, thank the Lord that he wants to give each and every one of us rest in our life. Amen. You know, as we begin a new year, there's a lot of things that will happen in this year. And some things will happen and uh, catch us by surprise. And, and some things will hit blindside us. Some things will. And, uh, but the one sweet thing about what the, the Savior pleads to each and every one of us is that if we come to him, we can find rest. And uh, so I want to speak for just a few moments about uh, the rest that the Lord can give you in a simple uh, message entitled, Finding Rest Unto Your Soul. Boy, when you can get rest in your soul, you're okay. Amen. <clears throat> Father, I pray that you'd bless the next few moments that we have to spend together. And Lord, I pray that you'd help me to be able to convey the thoughts that you placed upon my heart uh, these last uh, few days. And I pray that you would uh, uh, speak to us and challenge us through the 
power of your word and the, and the, uh, the power of your Holy Spirit. Father, I pray that if there's somebody here today, uh, first of all, that needs to be born again, that's never really truly been saved or born again, I pray you draw them to you. I, I know the message isn't directed uh, completely to that, but Father, you can do the work to draw people to you, and I pray that you would. But then I pray for those that may be going through a hard time or just maybe need this message, that their eyes would be open, their hearts would be illuminated to the truth of your word, and Father, that you would be glorified in all things, that you would be glorified. Lord, we, uh, we look to you. We ask you to help us now in Jesus' name. Amen. So I want to give you just uh, basically three simple little thoughts this morning. And uh, the first one is this. Turn with me, if you would, to Psalm 37. Psalm 37. And um, I want to read a few verses to you here <clears throat> about finding rest unto your souls. How can we find rest unto our souls? Well, the Lord wants us to have this rest. Psalm 37, beginning in verse number three, he says, trust in the Lord and do good. So shalt thou dwell in the land and verily thou shalt be fed. Delight thyself also in the Lord and he shall give thee the desires of thine heart. Boy, I love that verse. Uh, Commit thy way unto the Lord. Trust also in him and he shall bring it to pass. Boy, there's some powerful truths in these verses here. And uh, he shall bring forth uh, thy righteousness as the light and thy judgment as the noonday. Verse 7 says this, rest in the Lord. Wait patiently for him. Fret not thyself because of him who prospereth in in his way, because of the man who bringeth wicked devices to pass. The first thing is simply this, boy, finding rest under your soul. We just need to learn to rest in the Lord. The Lord wants us to find our rest in Him. Boy, it seems like we we always look for something or we're always trying to find a way to find something that will bring rest or peace to our heart and our soul. There is nothing that's going to give us the rest that we need like finding it in the Lord Himself. Finding it in our relationship with Him. We can find rest in the Lord, but one of the biggest issues and challenges for us is this. Uh, It says there in verse 7, rest in the Lord, it says, and wait. Uh Uh-huh. This most of the time is what breaks up and and, and, uh, nullifies our opportunity to be able to experience the rest that the Lord has for us. What? We're we're pretty poor about waiting on Him. Amen? And waiting on what He can bring to us. It says to uh, wait patiently for Him. Uh, Psalm 27 and verse 14 says this, Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage, and He shall strengthen thine heart. Wait, I say, on the Lord. The Lord doubled down on that in that verse. He said it twice. Why? Because He knows how thick-headed many of us are. Amen? I said us. Amen. But uh, uh, boy, learning to wait on Him. Why? Because He's the one that can give us the rest that we're really looking for For our soul, the rest in Him. We're not going to find it in the things of the world, no matter how much you seek, no matter how much you look for other things. Hey, sometimes we think, boy, you know, uh, I've seen uh, this happen before where people get so consumed. Now, don't get me wrong here, but they get so consumed in in their spouse. That they think this is, the, this is what God's given them. This is the, the splendor of living this life here on earth. And then something just seems to happen. <laughs> and you begin to realize, wait a minute, I can't even, you know, I, there's, there's situations here. There's problems here. I can't find rest even in this. And we ought to have a close relationship. We ought to. But listen, you're not going to find rest even in your spouse like you're going to find in the Lord. Right. Amen. 
He's going to give you what you need. Matter of fact, he'll give you what you need to keep that, uh, keep that relationship sweet. Amen. If you'll look for your rest in him. We, we got to learn to wait, uh, wait upon him, though. I, I, I recall these verses in Isaiah chapter 40. And uh, read these to you real quick. I, I love these verses. Um, these verses were being preached the night that I got saved. My uncle was preaching the night uh, that I got saved. But it says this in verse number uh, 28. Uh, hast thou not known, hast thou not heard that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, Fainteth not, neither is weary. Amen for that. Uh, there is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increases strength. Even the youth shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall, but they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles. They shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Hallelujah for that. Man, that the Lord, he doesn't get weary. He doesn't get faint. And he's the one that can give rest unto our souls if we'll look for it in him and wait upon him. Wait for him. Isaiah chapter 26 and verse 4 says this, Trust ye in the Lord forever, for in the Lord Jehovah is everlasting strength. Amen. Man, all the strength that we need, all the rest we need for our soul, we can find it in the Lord. Amen. He wants us to look to him. He, want, he challenges us to do that. Amen. Uh, um, but, uh, you know, waiting is hard. But, but the, even the continuation of that verse makes it even more difficult. Waiting patiently for him. My wife's back there laughing right now, I guarantee you. Because this is one thing she says I have none of. Can anybody relate to me out there? <laughs> Patience. Patience is so important in our life. See, really, truly, uh, that um, uh, waiting course takes patience, but patience is the perfection of waiting. So what do you mean? Well, look over in James real quick, and, uh, and, and you'll see what the Bible says here, James chapter 1. And, uh, and boy, this is, this is so difficult. And honestly, truly, this is uh, one, of my, uh, one of my big struggles. What? To be patient. Amen. And, 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 and sadly to say many times to be patient in waiting upon the Lord. Amen. How often do you and I run ahead of God? How often do we run ahead of him and we, we don't find the rest that he has for us? Why? Because we're not waiting patiently. And we end up missing out on it. It says here in James chapter 1 and verse number 2. It says, my brethren, count it all joy when you fall into diverse temptations, knowing this, that the trying of your faith worketh patience. But let patience have her perfect work, that she may be perfect and entire, wanting nothing. Now, I know what you're saying. Perfect. How can we be perfect? Well, that word perfect, if you look it up, you'll find out that that simply means complete. You see, patience is a perfecting work, but it literally means a completing work. It completes that waiting and, and gets us to see that God really is there. Amen. And he wants us to, to know and experience him. Uh, um, David said in Psalm 40 and verse 1, I waited patiently for the Lord and he inclined unto me and heard my cry. Amen. 
Well, he's saying, hey, if he'll do it for David, he'll do it for you and I too. Amen. I mean, he'll be there for us. If we'll wait patiently, we'll find the rest that we need in him. Hey, Paul said this in Hebrews chapter 6 and verse 15 about Abraham. He said this, and so after he had patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Now, I know what you're sitting here saying. Yeah, well, wait a minute patiently endured. I mean, you know, he ran ahead of God. You think about what he, he and I just read that in my devotions this morning about uh, uh, Sarah and him. And what did they, what did they do? They ran ahead of God with Hagar. And you know what? Well, and, and we look at Sarah in the Bible and it talks about her uh, faith. And, and we say, wait a minute, she laughed at God. Well, Abraham laughed at God too. But, but, it, but it does say here that after he patiently endured, he obtained the promise. Now listen, God knows we're flesh. Amen. And, and you're sitting there saying, Brother Martin, this is so hard. I understand. And God understands that too. And he knows the ups and downs, but he just wants us to keep enduring, patiently waiting on him. He'll be there to show rest to our soul and encourage us and help us through the battles and trials that we have in this life. Amen. He wants us to find our rest in him. Right. You know, patience is the is the, the finishing product of our waiting. Just like, uh, you know, we tell our children all the time, uh, uh, obedience really needs to be with the right attitude. Amen. And so too, waiting needs to be with patience as we continue to wait on the Lord and what he can bring to us. Maybe this is why we struggle to find rest in the Lord because we struggle with the waiting on him. We struggle with being patient. Man, it's there for us. Amen. He's not withholding it from us. It's just whether we're trusting him. Hey, at the appointed time. Amen. At the appointed time, the Lord knows when we need it and when, uh, and, uh, and, uh, when we need that, uh, that strength and that rest in him. The second thing I want to say is this. Turn to uh, uh, Joshua chapter 3, and I think you'll uh, understand this as we get into it a little bit. Maybe not when I first read this, but in Joshua chapter 3, uh, these are passages in the scripture that tell us that we can find rest in. We can find rest in the Lord, first of all. The second one is this. In Joshua chapter 3. Beginning in verse number nine, it says, And Joshua said unto the children of Israel, Come hither and hear the words of the Lord your God. And Joshua said, Hereby ye shall know that the living God is among you, and that he will without fail drive out from before you the Canaanite and the Hittites and the Hivites and the Perizzites and the Girgashites and the Amorites and the Jebusites. Behold, the ark of the covenant of the Lord of all the earth passeth over before you into Jordan. Now therefore take you twelve men out of the tribes of Israel, out of every tribe of man. Notice what it says. And it shall come to pass as soon as the soles of the feet of the priests that bear the ark of the Lord, the Lord of all the earth shall, what's the next word? Rest in the waters of Jordan. That the waters of Jordan shall be cut off from the waters that come down from above and they shall stand upon a heap. Uh, what, what, are you, what are you talking about here, Brother Martin? I, for, secondly, I believe this, uh, we can find rest in the waters of life. What do you mean? Well, there's waters, there, two different things here. First of all, resting in the waters and the trying of our faith, the testing of our faith. That's what this was all about. I mean, can you imagine that day when it said, when he said to him, I want you to walk out there and I want you to just step out there on the waters. Now, wait a minute. This is a river that's flowing. How, how am I supposed to step out? I, can you imagine what the priest might have been thinking, too? Man, we got the ark here. And if we step out here and man, we go down in the water and the ark dumps and all this thing happened. But see, God had it all under control. He just wanted them to trust him by faith to do what he told him to do. Amen. 
And as they stepped out into the waters, that which seemed like it might be something uh, 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 th that would cause a whole lot of problem for them, they found out that God parted that thing for them and they were able to walk right through on dry ground and everything was okay. What are you saying? God challenges you and I the same way. He wants us to find rest in the waters that are before us. He wants us to find rest in the trial of our faith. He, he tells us in 1 Peter there how important it is that trying our, our faith is so precious to him. It's more precious than gold and silver and all of that, a precious ointment. None of that means as much as us trusting him by faith to go through this life. We can find rest in it. What do you mean? We can find rest in the trying of our faith. Why? Because we experience God when we step out by faith and trust him and see him do what only he can do. Amen. What's God challenging you and I to do? What, what is he challenging our faith in at this very moment? Well, why don't you just step out and trust him? Hey, the water's fine. Amen. Yeah, that, old, that, that old saying, just step on in. The water's okay, man. The water's fine. Hey, you can find rest in the waters of life. God wants you to find, hey, you'll find, find that God is bigger than what you even think he is. That's what faith is all about. Man, you... Brother Cal is just looking at you there thinking about back when we were at Metro together over there and, and God worked on my heart to step out and, and to leave and go. I mean, I had 15 years in the fire department and five years military time and I was five years from retiring. And, but, uh, but the Lord said, I want you to step out. But Kevin, I see you back there too. And I want you to just step out and trust me. Well, wait a minute. I, I mean, that, that water looks awful deep, man. That water looks real, you know, that's challenging, God. I mean, come on, I got five children and, and, and from three to 13 years of age and my wife and what? God, step out. <laughs> yeah, step out. Hey, I'm here today just because I'm nothing. But I said, okay, Lord, I'll step. And you know what God did? God opened up a, a world that I would never would have dreamed would have ever been out there just by taking a step of faith. What are you saying? You can find rest in it. You can find rest in the, in the trying of your faith, the testing of your faith. You know what? I believe Abraham find, found rest in the testing of his faith, the trying of his faith. What do you mean? Back in Genesis chapter 22, when, when it said that God told him he wanted him to take his son, his only son, Isaac, whom thou lovest, and offer him up as a burnt sacrifice on a mountain I'll tell you of. It doesn't say that he questioned. Then that's some deep water. <laughs> God, you promised this son to me, and now, but the book of Hebrews tells us that he believed that if he'd take his life, he'd raise it back up again. Why? Because he was resting in the Lord. So he stepped out by faith to trust God. He went up, and I love that passage where he says, you know, hey, y'all stay here, and I and the lad will go yonder and worship, and we'll come again unto you. Amen. What are you saying? He was resting in the Lord. Even in the troubled waters of life. Hey, think about this over in Isaiah chapter 43. Look over there for a second. Isaiah chapter 43. The trying of our faith, the, the testing of, uh, in our lives. Isaiah chapter 43 and uh, verse number one. I love this. It says, uh, uh, but now thus saith the Lord that created thee, O Jacob, and he that formed thee, O Israel, fear not. For I have redeemed thee. I have called thee by thy name. Thou art mine. I know some people will be sitting here saying, well, that was, you know, to national Israel. That was to God's people Israel. And that's, but, but we're grafted into the family of God. Amen. And just as much as he was there for his people, I believe with all my heart, he's there for us. Amen. Amen. He goes on to say, when thou passest through the waters, 
I will be with thee. And through the rivers, they shall not overflow thee. When thou walkest through the fire, thou shalt not be burnt, neither shall the flame kindle upon thee. For I am the Lord thy God, the Holy One of Israel, thy Savior. Hey, is he not, is he your Savior today? The Lord God of Israel, amen. He's our Savior today too. We can rest upon him and trust him in the same respect. What? That when the waters get deep, when it looks like the waters are going to overflow us, we can still find rest in him. Amen. He wants us to find rest in the trials of life and the testing of our faith. Verse 15 and verse 16 go on there to say this. It says, uh, I am the Lord, your holy one, the creator of Israel, your king. Thus saith the Lord, which maketh a way in the sea and a path in the mighty waters. Amen. God always make a way in the sea. He'll always make a path in the mighty waters. Amen. What do you mean? God wants us to find rest there. Boy, you let the temptations come. You let the trials come in life. We seem to get so overwhelmed, but we've got a God that wants us to find rest in it. Amen. You think about uh, uh, Paul when he was talking to the uh, church at Corinth there, and he wrote that, that letter in, uh, to the church at Corinth, 2 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 25, 26. He started talking about everything that he'd been through, and he talked about in, in, in perils of water. He talked about in shipwrecks and, and all these other things. And, and, but you know what he said? He said, God, deliver me out of it all. Amen. What do you mean? He found rest in the Lord even through those things he went through. I, I love this one. How about, how about over there in 1 Peter chapter 3 when it talks about the uh, Noah and the, and the ark and the, and the flood and everything. And it says wherein eight souls were saved by water. Saved by water. That's not baptismal regeneration. Amen. No. Eight souls were saved by water. What do you mean? That water that, that came up and flooded the earth and, and destroyed everything else, it was the salvation for Noah and his family. What do you mean? They rested in the water, and they found, they found rest for their soul. In the waters of life, God wants us to see that he's there for us. I tell you, friend, you can find rest in the waters of life. And I was thinking about, uh, I was talking to Melissa yesterday. I was asking her, uh, uh, about when her father had passed away. And, um, of course, most of you all, you, you remember that. And um, um, that period of our life, we went through a two-month period of our life that was just nonstop, almost like a brutal attack. But God knew what was happening, and God, God let everything happen the way that it happened. It, it started out, I mean, for a two-month period of time, uh, I'll, I'll just share a few things that happened in a two-month period of time. First of all, I ended up with—I I got kidney stones when I was down in uh, in Indiana, and, and just anybody had kidney stones here? God bless you. I'm telling you, <laughs> Lord help us, Amen. And. Uh, just excruciating pain and everything I got back. And we went from there to a, a meeting in, in Wisconsin, me and my wife. And it was my wife's birthday and our vehicle got broke into and they stole everything in our vehicle. They even stole my Bible, Brother Cal. I guess they needed it, man. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, we went from there. We were headed down to go down to preach in a meeting in Arkansas. And on the way down there, uh, I, I got sick. My tooth started hurting real bad. I, I ended up with a with a really severe infection in my tooth. And I went to the dentist. Uh, a guy came in on a Saturday to check me out and everything. And he said, man, you need a root canal like right now. He said, I can't do the whole thing, but I can get it started. Well, so he's, he's drilling out my, my tooth for this root canal and everything. I had to call and cancel a meeting I had scheduled, a, a, a revival meeting in, in 
Arkansas there. Well, he couldn't finish it, so I had to wait for the next guy. Well, between him and the next guy, I ended up coming down with the flu. So for the next three days, I was heaving everything. And, uh, and then I go in and I get the other guy to finish off the tooth. And, and when he finishes off the tooth, I leave from there. And all of a sudden, I've got infection all through my mouth. My sores all over the inside of my mouth. Whatever needles he was using or whatever uh, created this huge infection. So we left from there to go to, we were trying to make it out to Kansas where my daughter was in college, going to the college. She was uh, graduating and uh, the air conditioning went out in our vehicle. And uh, this is in, in the, 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 toward the middle of May. And it was hot out there. Kansas, Kansas gets hot. By May, it's hot. And uh, so we're out there. We have no air conditioning and everything. And, uh, and then I get a phone call from my brother and told me that uh, his wife had passed away just out of the blue. Uh, she had had some complications, but nothing like what they were expecting that she was going to pass away. So then while we're there, then all of a sudden I was just driving in town there and, uh, and the oil pump goes out in my vehicle. So now I don't have an air conditioner, I don't have air, oil pumps, so now i got to rent a vehicle to go on. I was supposed to be going from there to Colorado for a meeting, and of course to Brother Childers, and uh, to preach for him. And, uh, and so uh, we, we make it through the uh, graduation service, and we head out there, and while we're heading out there, I get a call from Ben, and uh, he's totaled his vehicle. Uh, the very next day, I got a phone call from my sister that lives here in this area, and uh, her best friend had come over and they had spent the night with her, and uh, she woke up the next morning, and her sister was dead on the couch. Or her, her, her friend was dead on the couch. Uh, we went on uh, further and got to the church where we were supposed to preach the revival, and then we got the phone call from Ben about what had happened here. I mean, all this happened within a short, with this little period of time. You say, what in the world did you do? Well, we got battered and beat up and knocked around, but we still found rest in the Lord. Well, you say, in the waters of life, no matter how deep they may get, there's still rest in the Lord. Amen. He wants us to find that in him. Hey, remind yourself that this year. When things start going haywire and when things are, hey, wait a minute. I, want, I can find my rest in the Lord, man. I can find rest in the waters of life. Amen. And the last thing is simply this. In, uh, Psalm, turn to Psalm 16, if you would, and uh, give you this real quick, and I'll be done. Psalm 16. Rest in the Lord, rest in the waters, and... Psalm 16 says this, verse number one, Preserve me, O God, for in thee do I put my trust. O my soul, thou hast said unto the Lord, thou art my God. My goodness ex uh, extendeth not to thee, but to the saints that are in the earth, and to the excellent in whom is all my delight. Their, their sorrows shall be multiplied that hasten after another God. Their drink offerings of blood will I not offer, nor take up their names into my lips. The Lord is the portion of mine inheritance and of my cup. Thou maintainest my lot. The lines are fallen unto me in pleasant places. Yea, I have a goodly heritage. I will bless the Lord who hath given me counsel. My reins also instruct me in the night season. I have set the Lord always before me because he is at my right hand. I shall not be moved. Amen. Therefore, my heart is glad and my glory rejoiceth. My flesh also shall rest in hope. Boy, oh boy. You know, that's one thing about the child of God. We've always got hope. Amen. 
Why? Because we've got a living God. We've got a God the Father and God the Son, our Savior, that sits at the right hand. of. They're living gods today. They're not like Buddha. They're not like Muhammad. They're not like all these dead false prophets. They are living God. Amen. And they're there for us. And because of that, we have hope today. We can rest in the hope of God. It, it goes on to, uh, to continue that there. But what do you mean finding rest? Our soul can rest in hope. Hey, over in Psalm 33, it, it talks about uh, uh, finding uh, uh, a hope in his mercy. Amen. Psalm 33 and verse number 18, it says this. It says, uh, uh, behold, the eye of the Lord is upon them that fear him and upon them that hope in his mercy to deliver their soul from death and to keep them alive in famine. Amen. What do you mean? There's always hope for the child of God. Amen. And uh, we can find rest in the fact that we have hope in him. Uh, it tells us also in, in Psalm 119 in, uh, in verse number uh, uh, 81, it says this. I can get my fingers over there real quick. Psalm 119 and verse number 81. It says, my soul fainteth for thy salvation, but I hope in thy word. Amen. What do you mean, man? We can find hope in his mercy. We can find hope in his word. Why? His word is true. Amen. And this is a living, breathing book that we hold in our lap. Amen. And, and we can trust every word of it. Why? Because God's not a liar. Amen. And he's alive today. And we can trust and we can hope in his word today. Hope in his mercy. Hope in his word. Hey, most importantly, hey, we, we have hope in Christ. What do you mean? We have eternal hope. Amen. It says in 1 Corinthians chapter 15 and in uh, verse number 19, in, in, if in this life only we have hope in Christ, we are of all men most miserable. But now is Christ risen from the dead and become the first fruits of them that slept. Amen. What do you mean? Man, we have hope in Christ. We have hope that one day this will all be done away with and, and we'll have the opportunity to be in a new heaven, amen, a new earth that we'll be able to spend all of eternity with our Savior. That's the blessed hope that every one of us uh, can, can look and we can find rest in today, the hope of Christ. You know, you can, uh, it's, people have said this oftentimes, you can endure a lot if you have hope, amen. And yes, this life brings a lot our way, but we can find hope and we can find rest and hope. The word hope simply means this. It says security, safety, confidence, and assurance. Man, we've got that in God. <laughs> safety, assurance, confidence. Hey, uh, let me read a couple verses to you here. Romans chapter uh, 5. Almost done here. Romans chapter 5 and verse number uh, 2. It says this. It says, uh, um, well, verse 1 says, Therefore, being justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, by whom also we have access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in hope of the glory of God. Amen. Well, we've got hope. It goes on to say, but not only so, but we glory in tribulations also, and tribulation worketh patience, and patience experience, and experience hope. And hope maketh not ashamed, because the love of God is shed abroad in our hearts by the Holy Ghost, which is given unto us. Man, I'm telling you what, as a child of God, we've got hope. Rest in the hope that God's given to each and every one of us. Hey, we have the hope of the promises of prayer that we can call unto God and he hears us. And if we know that he hears our prayers, we know that we'll get what he wants us to get. Amen. The hope that lies in the Lord. Romans chapter 8 and verse number 24. It says, for we are saved by hope. But hope that is seen is not hope. For what a man seeth, why doth he yet hope for? But if we hope for that we see not, then do we with patience wait for it. Amen. 
Oh, here we go back to patience and waiting again. <laughs> what do you mean? You can find rest and hope, but it takes waiting and it takes patience. Amen. And just trusting God and what he can bring to you. Uh, Romans chapter 4 and verse 18, it says about Abraham, it says, who against hope believed in hope. Amen. Man, the world throws at us all the time. Oh, you Christians, you know, you're just pie in the sky stuff that you believe. No, against hope, you believe in hope. Why? Because we have a living God today. Amen. You can trust him. We can believe him. Hey, he wants us to experience him in those ways. Uh, I'm going to read to you just a few verses here in Psalm 71, and I'm done. Psalm 71, I uh, love this psalm. It says in verse number uh, 1, Psalm 71 and verse 1, In thee, O Lord, do I put my trust. Let me never be put to confusion. Uh, down to verse number 5, For thou art my hope, O Lord God. Thou art my trust from my youth. Amen. In verse number 14, it says this. It says, but I will hope continually and will yet praise thee more and more. Amen. I could have read down through the whole verse. Man, it'll light your soul up. Man, go home and read it today. What are you saying? I'm saying that there's hope in the Lord. We can rest in the hope that he has for us. I don't know, uh, I don't know about you, but, I, but I'm so glad that the Lord desires for us to come unto him and find rest for our souls. When he tells us there in Matthew, going back to that text passage in Matthew chapter uh, 11 and uh, verse number 28 to 30. Again, I'll read that to you real quick. It says, come unto me, all ye that labor and are heavy laden, and I will give you rest. Is he a liar? We know he's not a liar. He said, just come to me and I'll give you rest. And he goes on to say, take my yoke upon you. What do you mean? Well, you know what that yoke is. I mean, that's a, 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 a thing that they would put on animals or put on a, a, a cattle or oxen to put them together, to work together. Because sometimes uh, one oxen would be stronger than the other or one cattle would be stronger than the other cattle. But if you put them in the yoke together, they could double the workload and what they could accomplish. And that's just what he's trying to tell us. If you just get in the yoke with me, don't worry about it, because he goes on to say this. Take my yoke upon you and learn of me, for I am meek and lonely of heart. You shall find rest under your souls, for my yoke is easy and my burden is light. He said, you just get in this with me. <laughs> what are you saying? You, you want rest? Are you looking for rest today? Man, the Lord's got all kinds of rest for you. You can find rest under your soul. You're going to find it in the Lord. You're going to find it even in the, in, the, in the waters of life, the trials, the trouble, but you're going, to, you're going to find it in hope also. Next time you grow weary, remember the Lord Jesus' plea unto you in Matthew chapter 11, verse 28 to 30. Father, thank you for the opportunity to be able to be here today and, and to speak to your dear people. And uh, Father, I pray that you would uh, help us each and every one to just remember the simple little thought today about finding rest unto our souls. I want to just ask you with heads bowed and eyes closed. How many of you say, Brother Martin, I know for sure if I died today, I'd go to heaven. I can raise my hand as a testimony. I know that beyond any shadow of a doubt. I see those hands. Praise the Lord for that. How many of you could you put your hands down? Would there be one, even one today that would say, Brother Martin, I'm not sure about that. Well, I want to know that I'm going to go to heaven. I don't have any peace in my heart. I don't know what's going on in my life. I don't know where I'm going to end up. But I want to know that. If I can know that, I want to. Would you pray for me? Would you just slip a hand up so I can pray for you? I'm not going to embarrass you. I just want to pray for you.